Welcome to Married at the Movies, a podcast where a married couple discusses their sometimes very different views on movies. I'm Monica. And I'm Sean. And this is it. It is December 31st. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is the day for the, this is our third year in a row, I believe now. Uh, 20, 21, 22, and now 23. So this is the fourth list. Of our New Year's Eve. Yes. Top 10 lists. Yes, not quite as late as last year. Last year we recorded through the new year. It's kind of fun. Uh, it is uh, 547 yeah. as we start this. So. We're getting old. We're getting closer to 40 now. So, you know, wow. we got to start earlier. Hurtful. <laughs> it's true. Not, not Didn't need to be said, though. <laughs> it's the math. Did not need to, <laughs> no, start off like that. Yes. Uh, so we are each going to give our uh, top 10 um, of movies of the year. And also talk about some honorable mentions, some of our biggest surprises and biggest disappointments of the year. Now, we added a fun little uh, bonus this year that we have each emailed the other person our top 10 um, secretly. We're not going... The other person's, what we predict to be the other person's top 10. Yes, that's what... Yeah, that was not clear. So I emailed Sean the 10 movies that I think he has on his top 10. And he emailed the same to me exactly we allowed ourselves to hedge a little bit so we each actually sent each other our top 12 or 12 that we think will comprise 10 the top 10 so yes so that'll be a fun little wrinkle that we can discuss who who knows the other person better (laughs) or at all all. (laughs) who knows I, i told john that this year i think my list is going to surprise him uh, surprise him a little bit though uh so we're gonna go uh with our top 10 now we always struggle with this every year is it the best movies of the year is it your favorite movies of the year do you all agree that there's a difference between best and favorite yes 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 agreed <laughs> and now in re-listening to our podcast last year i had said that i had three categories i said i was looking for objectivity enjoyability and importance or relevancy as the three categories for my list. This year, I am only going for enjoyability. <laughs> this is, this Do we year... want to dig down into why that is? Or, or are we no, just going to move past I it? just think it's the, the movies that just came out this year. And looking at the list, I, I found it rather difficult to make my list this year. Um, mainly because last year there were at least three movies that are like, they are amazing. They're going to be in my top three. They were awesome. I didn't really get the feeling that year, this year, with movies that blew me away. Yeah. Of being like, yes, this is it. My top five are locked in. And then I got to, you know, get five. I found myself with a lot of movies that were ranked at like sevens and eights for me this year. Mm-hmm. So I, and there weren't necessarily like super important movies this year feel like as other years have been at least not uh, the ones true, that, yeah at least not what we have seen this year we know there's lots of movies out there that we didn't see uh and just just the types of movies that ended up on my list it was really about well how much did i enjoy it <laughs> so for me this year it goes more towards the favorite movies as opposed to the best movies yeah i think uh similar for me although my list is always kind of that um that's why I call it a top 10 and not the best mm-hmm. movies of the year, because I think I, I put together a list actually of what I think the best films are, and it is very different from what 
you know, I consider my top films of the year. So is it good? Does it make you feel good? Does it, you know, entertain you? Um, yeah, all of that goes in into it. And then there is a bit of objectivity in that you take into account whether it was made well, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a really interesting and entertaining movie, movie that has like a lot of flaws and some weird, you know, like icky parts in it mm-hmm. probably won't make the list even yes. if it's you know so yes it's a it was tough it, it was it was a tough one this year i do there were there were plenty to pick from uh but yeah like i said there weren't really films that blew me away this year i think we're just spoiled with last year being everything ever all at once mm-hmm. and the banshees of energy and like there yeah were just so many amazing movies last year yeah there were there uh, were that this year it just wasn't so wasn't so easy uh so anyway that being said let's uh dive right into it uh so sean let's start what was your number 10 i don't know (laughs) for me number one and number two the order of those and then nine ten and eleven slash honorable mention Mm -hmm. were like the hardest things and i'm still actually kind of because i i posted a list last night on facebook and then it's now you're ri- gonna change it it was written down differently and i'm like no this actually feels more right to me so what are you I feeling what, what's what are you feeling what's number 10 so going with my gut and we're gonna <laughs> madams you're gonna get some discussion right off the bat here oh gosh because i'm i'm going for something that left me um a little speechless not necessarily like you know blown away but just like wow and needing to kind of take a minute to decompress after the film it is a thriller i guess you would call it it's got a lot of kind of horror elements in it that really hit me in the things i'm apparently afraid of um category which includes uh animals behaving oddly um isolation in terms of you know, uh, communication and reachability, and Monica just I'm realized. I'm rolling my eyes because I know what this movie is going to be. <laughs> so, my number ten this year for me personally, and I've heard a lot of criticism of this film, and I don't care because it worked for me on almost every single level. It's Leave the World Behind. <sighs> Go ahead. Good. No, I think it's when you've heard criticism because I've heard nothing but people like creaming over this movie about how great it was. I haven't heard anybody being like, oh, this movie was bad. I have not. I've heard many people say that it's like really good and then just kind of completely falls apart. I've heard people say it's heavy handed and weird. Mm. Um, I have heard a couple of glowing reviews, but um, mine is amongst those because I truly loved it i was very much it's a netflix movie i should say and it's about um julia roberts and uh, well he's the other um ethan hawk is who i was thinking take their family to uh an airbnb and the first night they're there mahershala ali and his daughter show up and they say this is our house we've had some trouble we would like to stay in this house and you know and you think it's just going to be like a it's like a oh who's telling the truth kind of thing Mm -hmm. but then layered on top of that is also this you know these wild events going on throughout the world and communication being down phones being out that kind of thing and 
it all I don't want to get too mm-hmm. far into what is actually going on but for me it it just really worked in creating tension being incredibly suspenseful like I said apparently it hit like categories of things that I'm just afraid of <laughs> like <laughs> with animal behavior and things like that and just um I thought it was shot incredibly like, well you're afraid that deer are going to come attack no, you? no. well <laughs> you know i don't like deer yeah. <laughs> my rational fear is hitting a deer and having them stuck in my windshield yeah no that's that's not irrational it's very rational <laughs> <laughs> um no just i think like any type of like weird animal behavior or um large groups of animals that don't necessarily always get grouped together like huh. um the shorthand for like weird stuff going on in certain movies is like have a dog stare at a wall. Oh, okay. And that just always creeps me out. It like sets my teeth on edge. Oh, hmm. teeth is another thing that is played with in this movie. Or that's the thing. I'm no. learning new things about yeah about my husband. I don't like teeth. I have <laughs> no, teeth dreams and deer. I have dreams What's a lot that? of times where my teeth are falling out. Okay, you know, well, that's like a common one, isn't it? Yeah, but it's yeah. like still like nah, okay. no, 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 no. Interesting. Stop. Um, and, uh, yeah. So for me, leave the world behind number 10. Like I couldn't go any higher than mm-hmm. that. I will say yes. You know, but like I said, I thought the, the camera work is really incredible. The director really thinks about, you know, where he's positioning shots. And I thought it was really interesting how there's some shots that are almost filmed vertically mm-hmm. because like those moments would be kind of like the moments that, or at least this is my take, the moments that would be like the viral footage that you would see. So I, yeah, I, I I loved this movie. Okay. I really did. I would and I know you No no, here's my tent sense on it. You know I I'm a pretty big stickler for like originality. That's like a thing that I love for. Sure. If this movie Unless it comes down to a Rob com that's just stupid. No, but it's and... not but boy meets girl, that's sort of that that's not like that's just a, a genre. Yeah. Okay. Weird this, stuff goes this, down. Yeah. It's just a genre. Yes, but if this movie was taglined or claimed as a redo of monsters are due on maple street i would be all behind this movie so it's that's just random context like why because it, it was it was that but it was everything that is TV. that no it wasn't though it was all there, it comes at night is that um to a certain extent like there are parts of a quiet place that is that you know there's like no it's not it's just oh it's just turn off their devices and they'll turn on each other like that was the shocking thing in 1960 like i just and it's still true today and they just tell it completely differently with modern inconveniences and the extra layer of but it doesn't add anything different it does though the car's not working and tv not working in that Twilight Zone episode, and this one is like phones. I know. I just found it. I was thinking as I was watching it, like, "Oh, this is a lot like Monsters I Do on Maple Street." I hope it's something different than that. And then the ending was even worse than Monsters I Do on Maple Street. So it was like, oh, that was just to me. I was like, "This is I've seen this before," and it was. I I agree with a lot of things you said about the way it was shot, the way it was acted, and the tension it created were all really good. But it was about thirty minutes too long for a very not surprising ending whatsoever i thought i did not feel the length oh really one bit no oh my god i almost fell asleep once really? good for you didn't think it was any long <laughs> hmm. i think i just for me it was not anything uh original well for me it was top 10 
Okay, and, and so. that's fine. I'm just I I wasn't feeling it. The I'm, I'm pretty were. sure that's the biggest disagreement we're gonna have on the list in um, general, at least maybe. from my sort. My number ten, I think, might be surprising to you. All right, well then let's hit it. I what don't is think you're your... necessarily gonna like disagree with me. But you're gonna be like, where did that come what from? What is your number ten? So my number ten is moving on. Moving on. Yes. You don't even remember what it what? is. Do you? <laughs> You're talking about the movie with the two old women yes. that try to kill their best friend's yes. ex-husband or yeah. husband. No, ex, because she's dead. No, I don't. Wait, you don't even what? remember it. <laughs> it's Jane Fonda, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, Jane Fonda and uh, what's her face? Um, uh, I wanted to say Mary Steenburgen, but that's wrong. Meryl Lily Street. Tomlin. No, Lily Tomlin, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I really, really, really liked this movie. When? Since when? Did when? I like it? After we saw it, I was like, wow, that was, I went into that thinking it was going to be this movie about like two old women and it's going to be super interesting, but I loved, I, I loved it. I don't like remember the, that at all, but okay. You don't remember my loving it? No. Oh, I didn't. I was gushing about it. Um, uh, okay. Just... Um, just, yes, it, she's, it's like two women and they're plotting to kill um an ex-husband of one of them that um and it's just like i don't want to give too much away but what's revealed is it one of their husbands though i thought it was their friend's husband and she died and at the funeral they're like we're gonna kill him yeah i thought it was but you don't even know the plot okay not ex (laughs) but like later on you find out that it was like an like one of them had like an experience with him yes that was yes um, it was just it well like the way you said leave the world behind like hit things for you just mm-hmm. like the like you know things that women have to deal with and like being silent about things and just like taking matters into their own hands because they didn't get the justice that they you know wanted to in the beginning yeah Um, I just really liked it I thought, okay. it, was, I thought it was really good yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a bad movie in any sense of the word. Like, I remember liking it mm-hmm. enough, but to be number 10 even yeah. is like, yeah, wow, that that came out. I know. I gave it a 7. Yeah, I really, I just, like, looking, it wasn't originally, like, necessarily going to be on my list, but looking back at all of the movies and as I started to, like, eliminate some, um, it was, you know, kind of hanging out there, like, number 11, 12, 10, and I just kind of deleted other ones. Was like, no, I liked that more. I liked that more than this one. Wow. Yeah, I know. I said number ten was probably going to surprise you, but I like just the slow reveal, and then like, you know, will will they? Won't they? Actually, end up murdering him, mm-hmm. and like the things you 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 you're rooting for them. Like you want you want them to murder him. Yes. As much so, I just thought it, and I I thought it was an original story, and I, yeah, that was that was my number ten. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. Interesting. Oh. So let's move on to number nine. Uh, do you want me to go first this time for number nine? No, we'll keep going. Me, okay. you, me, you. That's, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm reeling. What the <laughs> heck? I'm trying to think of what movies now are going to be there you go. That, that's number how, five. That's how I feel about your number 10. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. All right. What's your number nine? My number nine, as of... Let's see. We're 15 minutes into this podcast. So as of 17 minutes ago, my number nine was locked in. And I think this is going to be on your list. And I think it's going to be probably a lot higher. 
um, but it's Wonka. Okay. Um, it wasn't, and then it was, and then it wasn't, and then it gotcha. was, and there was an honorable mention that was number nine for the longest time, and then it was, but I just keep thinking about it, and I keep thinking about it, mm-hmm. and I keep singing the songs in my head, and uh-huh. I keep smiling at different parts of it, and it was really good. Yeah. Shouldn't have been well, like it shouldn't have been something I care at all about because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't particularly care for uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That is that the Gene Wilder one, um, right? Because then Char- the, Charlie and the Chocolate I thought Charlie Factories. was Johnny Depp. Well, that's the name of the book. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the name of the book. Yeah, but isn't that then the Johnny Depp movie as well? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I'm just going by yeah. the book versus the movie. Yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I believe right. is the Gene. Yeah. Um, so, like, I remember it when I was a kid, but I don't, like, love that movie mm-hmm. like a lot of people do. And I don't I don't particularly care for it. I wouldn't ever really put it on now yeah. as an adult. Yeah, same here. And I'm like, who cares? You know, I don't, I don't need to see anything more in the mm-hmm. Wonkaverse. I don't, like, it's Timothy Chalamet who I enjoy. It's a prequel that's interesting, I guess, kind yeah. of. Well, see, I thought it was a remake. So I didn't oh, I didn't yeah. realize it was a prequel. So I had zero interest in seeing it because oh, yeah. I, I was I like, do not need to see that story again and again ever. Um but yeah, so I mean I, I shouldn't have been surprised because it is the director of the both Paddington movies mm-hmm. and those movies are a revelation. Um and so was this. You know, it's mm-hmm. really sweet. It's got a lot of heart. It's got some funny in it. It's got great performances by people like Keegan Michael Key and um obviously Sally Hawkins is always great in whatever she's in and um other people whose names are escaping me right now. <laughs> like uh Matt from the uh British Bake Off hosting duties like two seasons ago. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I just I I can't deny it, and mm-hmm. that's why it's at number nine. Yes. So this is also at my number nine. Oh, it's your number nine. It is. I would have thought it'd be higher on yours. Yeah. No. Well, I it it went through the same as you. I had it on like my number twelve, eleven, and then the same thing. I was like, no, wait, nope. I liked Wonka better than that movie, and I liked it better than that movie and that movie, and it slowly made its way up uh, up my list. Yeah. So yes, it was also my number nine. Yeah, I think for me. The music is what puts it in my list. Yeah. If it was just a, you know, normal film with no music and that, like, level of joy and pomp and, Mm -hmm. you know, entertainment value, I think it wouldn't scratch my top Yeah, agreed. Because it was was the fantastical element it was fun i mean and the end made me cry like yeah. i was really invested in the characters yep. and i did not as i had the same feelings you about the original one yeah it was fun when i was a kid yeah it, it's okay it's cool but this was like just completely unexpected that i enjoyed it yeah. as much as i did yeah yeah it was a very wonderfully pleasant surprise yes yep yeah Okay. 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 So we did not agree with number tens, but our number nines are (laughs) the same. Hundred percent agree. Yes. All right. Let's move on. What was your uh, number eight movie? My number eight, continuing the theme of musical movies that start with W, it is Wish, Uh Disney's latest animated entry Mm -hmm. into their wonderful, like 
oeuvre of <laughs> of uh, animated goodness. And uh, yeah, wish I wasn't um, at all excited to see this one either. No. Uh, obviously, it's like an animated Disney movie, so I'm going to go because yes. that's... Well, I say to everybody, the person, whoever made the trailer for this movie should be fired. Yeah. Because the trailer... Not fired, re- just retaught. Okay, yes. <laughs> what Sorry. makes a good movie. Yes, somebody else should mentor them. Yeah. Because... The trailer didn't really give you anything. And it gave I mean, us less than I don't, anything. I don't want trailers to give everything away at the same yeah. time. But I had usually you at least know, okay, it's a movie about a girl who is, you know, I could not give you a synopsis yeah. of the movie from the trailer. Yeah. And there wasn't, was there even any music in the trailer? I don't remember them. I think there were like hints of the main like "So I Make This Wish" okay song. I think there were like especially at the end. I think that was like the last audio part okay. of it. And madams, I know what you're thinking. You're like Sean. You don't watch trailers. True. This movie looks so bad that I actually watched the trailer mm-hmm. <laughs> because I sat in multiple movie theaters as it played and could overhear it without paying a whole lot of attention and mm-hmm. just thought it sounded like Drek and. Yeah the the gulf between what the trailer promised and what the movie delivered was, was huge, yeah. massive A huge difference massive and you know i've heard the criticism that like oh it was just a advertisement for disney and like it was all this thing like there's this like theory that it's like the the progenitor of every disney animated film like it's a prequel to every universe film that there is with all the references to characters and like the you know like the peter pan and like being like a character in the movie or there being a redheaded character named peter who meets a person named wendy or things like that and like even if that's what they were going for i didn't quite get it no and it didn't detract from me it was like a feature not a bug because i thought it was cool like you know totally you know it in in a way, it was both original, but also the roots of Disney, where there exactly. was a clear protagonist that you were mm-hmm. rooting for, a bad guy with green eyes, and yeah. you know, like the clear villain, and like had all the things that a good Disney movie yeah. has, but at the same time had original music and yeah. uh, the concept of stealing people's wishes. And mm-hmm. um, I think what it said was really awesome too about ambitions and dreams and those types of things not not the typical like oh if you can dream it you can do it sort of right thing. but yeah. as a you need to have a wish and ambition to even if you don't mm-hmm. even if it might be like an unrealistic one or something right like that, exactly that because then, once it's taken away yeah we're, we see the people in the movie have have no hope or purpose yeah they're are hollow so, yeah. and it's a existence that you know isn't striving towards anything yeah um, i like i just like that the disney movies now seem to have messages that are just a little more like yeah real yeah and for sure not just you know be a princess and go find a prince or something like yeah. that and um i love it so for me it was on my number six okay so it is on my list it is a little bit higher yeah um, i thought that might be the case I, the music is banging yeah. you know, like it was so so good although Contrary to Wonka, put the G at the end. Banging, it's yeah. totally different if it's you say that. Banging, banging. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I am banging my head along in the car as I'm listening oh boy. to it. That's a stretch. Um, contrary to what you said about Wonka, like 
without the music, this still would have been a, a very nice story. It would have been a great story, but I think it, but, there was probably an element that would have lacked. Yeah, the music was that. just like um, bumped yeah. it up big time. When you think about what this movie was and kind of the context around it within Disney itself, like it came out during the 100th anniversary of Disney Animation, and it, um, I believe, coincided date-wise with the um wish upon a studio or what was the oh the short yeah the short film Mm -hmm. um i think it was called that i cannot for the life of me get it right the first time i look it up every time um but you know within that context i think the references and the like culmination it's like an anniversary show once upon a studio thank Mm -hmm. you um it's like the culmination of a hundred years and so i will give it leeway in that respect Mm -hmm. to call to the past and you know craft this message that maybe has a little more rooted within the history than say um moana did or anything like that um so i i still i completely enjoyed the message the animation looked great they're doing that whole you know if you want to call it the spider-verse style of 3d animation with layered 2d like hand-drawn elements on top of it Mm -hmm. i thought it looked beautiful it looked mm, very much like a storybook almost uh i thought that was that was really really cool the one thing i do want to say is disney has a sidekick problem in the (laughs) 90s sidekicks were seen and not heard usually (laughs) flounder got a little annoying and a little whiny um sebastian was great timon and pumbo were funny sebastian's fine but like think of abu right Mm -hmm. raja like aladdin did sidekicks right yes nowadays you got olaf who's just the worst part of the frozen franchise and then in this you have this goat who is just chewing the scenery and i love alan tudyk i think he's great especially as a voice actor and he, he's really good and can be really funny i think he was overused over directed in this and it just is like that disney like oh we have to have a cute little thing that goes along with so it we, and, we can make a plush out of it and sell it to people yeah when obviously <laughs> the cutest thing in the the entire movie is star and you know you can do that as the sidekick and you don't need this goat just with these horrible one-liners and fart jokes but yeah no his he didn't he did not provide anything that was super insight it wasn't even the sidekick of like the sidekick that helps to inspire the main character yeah he doesn't like have consequence i don't think just bringing comedic relief but yeah it's not even i think there's the one scene where like the the group of people are doing something and he like offers one bit of advice to do it together or something yeah, like no, that. No, it's but... not. Yeah, we could have done without without it. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. Okay. Uh, that was so. That was your number eight. That right? was my number eight. Yes. Wish. Yes. yes. My number eight is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Okay. Was number eight uh, for me. This was way too low, but oh yes, <laughs> uh, very surprising. I mean, I'm not a big turtles fan like you are no uh at all well i mean you don't even know the colors sometimes yes i do i i grew up who's orange (laughs) orange is michelangelo okay who's red red is Raphael. (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right i'm gonna i'll just i'll give you the next that's fine sure okay 
um, but this was, I mean, I went with you. Did you see it for the first time with me or the second time? Uh, this was the first for the first time. time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We saw the preview like a week before it was actually That's right. coming out in theaters. Um, and I loved it. I laughed really hard the whole time. Yeah. It was super cool to look at. Yep. That animation style was amazing. Um, and it was just, it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, I laughed uh, really hard. And I mean, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about it as a whole other mm-hmm. than just it was really enjoyable and it was awesome to look at. You probably have more to say about it. I was going to say, if you don't have too much to say now, I think we can hold the Save discussion. Save it later because it's probably because your number one. it's on my list. Yes. <laughs> Anybody who knows me is not shocked by that. Yes. So, yes. Okay. Uh, so hold on, hold your thoughts on that. Yeah, we, uh, we can to get we can definitely later. talk more about it. Uh, all right, so let's move on to number seven. Number seven for me is Barbie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Obviously, this was the film of the year mm-hmm. in many aspects. Um. This gross, you know, billion dollars. It was the smash hit without any equivocation the biggest movie of the year Mm -hmm. and i saw it twice i thought it was so awesome it's uh, like you said laughing the whole time Mm -hmm. except for when i'm crying because you know it made me very emotional for uh numerous different aspects Mm -hmm. uh yeah just uh pink bombastic if this film isn't nominated for an oscar in production design then Mm -hmm. the world is just absolute dog crap Mm -hmm. Uh, Margot Robbie, of course, is wonderful. Uh, a little too much Ken for me. Okay. If I'm being honest, that's okay. my that's my biggest criticism is that oftentimes it felt like a Ken movie for about 15 minute chunks. And I was like, what are the Barbies doing? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, this isn't the story, I don't think. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, other than that one little nugget of criticism, I thought <laughs> this movie ruled. And uh, so my uh, Turtles for me is Barbie for my sister. And, oh, yes. You mm-hmm. know, if you're making that SAT analogy. Yes. Like, and um, I'm just so happy that, like, she got a good movie for her franchise this year. And I got a good movie yeah, for my go. franchise this did. year. And I'm, I'm happy for everybody out there that, you know, likes Barbie and sees it for what, you know, this movie kind of showed it, which was like the feminist aspects and the mm-hmm. you know empowerment and not just like a dumb doll with crazy unrealistic proportions even though that's still true um and you know kind of got something really cool out of it and not just a commercial for the toys yeah even though yeah and oh, it's kind yeah. of a commercial for the toys but they kind of like don't hide from that yeah either yeah um, I'm going to hold my thoughts on that one because it is much higher on my list okay. as well. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back to All that All right. One. So seven is the flip-flop swap. Yes. Spot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, right. Yes. So um, my number seven. Yes. I feel like you're expected this to be higher on my list, oh, but it did not end up higher on my list. Number seven for me is the holdovers. Oh, yeah. I did expect that to be much higher. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like... I think I was, like, thought it was going to be just phenomenal, like, Mm -hmm. really, really, really good. And it was sort of hyped up, and I was, like, waiting for it. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. It just wasn't great. 
Interesting. Like, I thought there were movies like that were better. I mean, it um, it was great character development. It was a really sweet story. Um, but for me, it, it just wasn't like, like I'm not going to say to people, you have to go see this movie. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is weird because for me, it's my number five. Okay. And the fact that I have it higher on my list than you do mm-hmm. is like mind blowing to me because as we were walking out of the theater, I was much lower on it than you were. Mm-hmm. And somehow in the time that has elapsed since, yeah, we've seen more we've, movies since then. We've flip flopped on it. Yeah. And I, I love it. I, 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 it's, I mean, it's on my top 10. I loved it too. Yeah. It was just the movies that are higher on the list. I liked more than it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's weird. I, when I saw it, you know, with you, the one criticism that I had at the time was the ending. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, pulled back my criticism of that. I think it ended kind of how it had to. Um, for those that weren't in that conversation, I, I felt it was a bit too close to the ending of uh, like Dead Poet Society, mm-hmm. where he's he meaning Paul Giamatti's character the I don't think there's really spoilers to be had no, no, really. in this film so you're not you're not missing or any kind of big reveal or anything uh-huh. but at the end he's removed from the school and I was worried that it was going to be you know a little more heavy-handed and just felt odd to me that it was the same kind of resolution as one of the biggest you know teacher young uh boy student mm-hmm. kind of dynamic uh, films and so as i've thought about it more it's like no that that's like the most realistic version of that ending yeah what would happen and i think the performances are just so real and human and really deftly portrayed by paul giamatti and um everybody in the film really and just yeah i mm. i this has gone up only up in my yeah, no, I'm, for me too, it was, the acting was phenomenal, the writing was great. I think for me it was, like, while it was happening, I was I was really in it, and the characters I was really rooting for, and it was a great, you know, two hours, whatever it was. And then when it was over, it was over, and I went home. Like, it didn't really leave me thinking much, like, about it overall, and it didn't really even leave, like oh, there was that one good part where, like, oh, he said that line or this really funny thing. It was it was just very good the whole time. But, mm-hmm. like, just not something that was, like, lasting with me. And I like to think about these movies, too, about what stayed with me after right. them. And, like, what I would, you know, go back to and be like, oh, my God, that funny part or this really well-written part. Yeah. And, and this is where we differ a lot. Yes. Because feelings and i'll say i want to say aromas but that's not (laughs) that's not what the word i was going for like feelings and just uh sensations and Mm -hmm. like the way that i breathe during movies or the way i don't breathe during movies Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of stuff that that lasts with me just the overall um physiological reaction Mm -hmm. that i have to it often goes more into it than um you know remembering lines of dialogue or certain set pieces or scenes and things like that Mm -hmm. and this one for me it was 
just that you know that warmth in my chest the entire time sure um and that's kind of what i remember now and that's a lasting feeling it's kind of funny because there's a there's a film that i have in my honorable mentions where i couldn't put it any higher because i i honestly can't remember how i feel about it i just know what i rated it Mm -hmm. and what i said to like two people that have seen it oh okay and but other than that i don't I don't remember any feelings. I don't remember mm-hmm. scenes, anything like that. So I think that kind of for me is sometimes how I go about these lists is can I remember sitting there in the theater and am I smiling? Am I like leaning forward? Yeah. Am, am I completely the breath is taken out of my body by uh-huh. pieces of it? And yeah, it's it's interesting that like I uh, I can very much remember like tone uh-huh. and not necessarily like be disturbed by the fact that i can't remember like character yeah. names or you know really funny yeah, lines. Well, no details it was just um like i said it, it grew on you after you watched it yeah and for me i mean again it's it's a great movie yeah uh it just wasn't like making its way up to like the top five for me sure that uh, being said uh paul giamatti throwing a football is one of the funniest oh, things funny. in any film this year <laughs> at all hands down yeah well it should definitely be people and that should definitely be nominated for their acting 100%. categories yeah Music supporting really actor well. actor supporting actress mm-hmm. um yeah i i unlike monica would recommend that you stream this it's on peacock oh, right now i'm i mean i would recommend the movie well you said you wouldn't tell people to like they have i said that you have to see this yeah i That's would say difference. it's a it's a very it's a it's a good holiday movie too because it, it does is. take place over christmas so yeah. if you're looking for something that's not like the schmaltz and the kind of hokey cheesy type of christmas movie this gives you the feels without the you know the look in the sky <laughs> it's santa <laughs> whatever that may be i know what you mean <laughs> look in the sky <laughs> um all right that uh that brings us to number six uh which i already told you my six was wish your six is wish yeah which is a good spot for it yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. So how about you so my six um again if you want to talk about tones and the way i felt during a film this is a film that i remember sitting there and just loving having this film wash over me the mood with the cinematography the uh affectation of the characters the way people talk uh the general color grading everything just sitting there and just loving everything that was I'm trying going to on. guess what this movie is on top of that it had a fistful of fantastic actors doing great parts it had funny moments one of the funniest film uh scenes from this year i think and i think you would agree with that and it is from a director that i recently have found that i very much enjoy okay because i think they're their last three films now have been in my top tens and that is wes anderson's asteroid Asteroid city City. Mm -hmm. yes i just I it's kind of ineffable ineffable mm-hmm. in that I can't explain why I love this movie so much. That's understood. I think a lot of his movies you could probably argue that. Yeah, and I think he fits the the category of um and I was just discussing this with you and a couple of people on online as well. The we saw The Boy in the Heron recently mm-hmm. and I kind of put Hayao Miyazaki um oh I'm blanking on his name now, David Lynch. 
Oh, yes. And to a certain extent, Wes Anderson into that same category where it's might be really hard and inaccessible Mm -hmm. but what i get from it i will take from it and be happy with that um i think wes anderson is the most accessible out of those three you know because there is more linear things but there's also the you know framing device within a framing device within a framing device which some people find off-putting and i totally get that um but i like that kind of artifice that he creates with this like storytelling and especially the short films they dropped on netflix this year oh, yeah. are very similar in that it's I like a, watching this. it's like <laughs> a i only watched the one oh okay myself but it was like the most wes anderson wes anderson is ever wes anderson <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um i i loved it mm-hmm. i thought it was very funny i thought uh scar joe's great you got tom hanks being great Obviously, Jason Schwartzman, mm-hmm. the the usual Wes Anderson players, and I, I loved it. Yeah. And the, the scene with the, the, the um, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but the claymation part of the oh, film yes. was just uproarious laughter throughout our theater and no one louder than myself and Monica. Most likely, <laughs> yes. Um, I This was on my honorable mention. Okay, this, this, yeah. This I mean, toyed with my number 10 um a lot yeah i mean i'm not a huge wes anderson fan like myself apparently i am i I didn't know that um the the newspaper one the french dispatch that was him right yes yeah which i did like that one yeah Yeah, i think i'm liking him yeah and you liked uh grand budapest hotel i did yeah yes that to me that is so good i just i love that film um I, and I agree with you. The way this movie looked was just really cool. Yeah. And the way I was, as I just looked back on it, there was just like that one element that I couldn't really get past, um, sort of messing with like breaking the fourth wall type. Yeah. And like, it is weird. There was just, uh, if that part wasn't in it, I would have been much more in on it. But mm-hmm. it was sort of like a weird story going on, but I was into it. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of like threw this curveball of like, something else behind the scenes and i then I, he just kind of lost me on it which... yeah it's like a, a play within a show within a world within a narration yeah. and it's... i just didn't know the point of having it there so yeah i don't either but i don't mind it yeah it, it, it just... <laughs> that's kind of where i'm at with with auteur you know some sometimes auteur mm-hmm. directors it's just like i don't know what you were going for but uh it worked. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. It was a very good film. I don't disagree with you on that. I just didn't make my yeah. top 10. Though. That's, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think I thought it would. I don't believe that was in the list. <laughs> yeah, that you did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So before we go on to our top five, why don't we recap our uh, bottom five? Yep. So you want a quick run through your 10 through six? Sure. Number 10 was Leave the World Behind. No matter what Monica says, number nine was Wonka, number eight was Wish, number seven was Barbie, and number six is Asteroid City. All right, and my number ten was Moving On, nine was Wonka, eight is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, seven was The Holdovers, and six was Wish. Okay. All right, so let's move into our top five. Um, let's start, uh, Sean, with number five. What did you have? So five for me was the aforementioned The Holdovers. Oh, uh, yeah. We just yeah discussed that. So uh, let's move on to yours. What is the Cinco spot okay. for you? Number five for me was 
a man called Otto. Okay, okay. I thought this might be on your <laughs> yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, it flirted with mine for a while, to I, be honest. I thought uh, maybe it would. Um, this, was, again, was a movie that, like, if you just said to me, quick recapping, like, oh, what are some of the best movies of this year? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it might not have come to my mind. But again, looking back over the list of all the movies that we saw, um, it was just, it. I mean, I... I never actually finished the book, uh, but it's my one of my favorite authors. Which is it's called a man called Uwe, Uwe. right? Yeah. Uwe. Because it's like Swedish? It. He is Swedish, yes. Yeah. Frederick Bachman. Um, I've read most of his books, and I love them. And um, for some reason, this was his first book. Like, okay. His first, like, successful book, at least, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came, I've read a lot of his other stories. And then this one, it might have been, I was listening to it on audio, maybe just the narrator wasn't great uh so i never finished reading the book but when the movie um i didn't see the swedish one but i'm like oh tom hanks you know it's gonna be great um and i didn't really have many high expectations for it Mm -hmm. um but i loved it i mean it was it's just a feel-good movie um if you're looking for (laughs) like sorry (laughs) oh i'll i'll argue that it's not i mean it's it is depressing. Well, I noticed Netflix has this listed as a comedy. Yeah, um, this is no. not a comedy. No, I mean they're yeah, but they're funny. Parts. I don't think you can have how this movie starts and have it listed as a comedy. Yeah, I mean there are some um, dark elements to it. Um, he's he's a his his wife has passed away and he's sort of struggling with you know his purpose and um, it's the trope of like the grumpy old man that you know discovers that people can be good and. Um, you know his sort of transformation into a better better man uh, but in the end I just found it to be very heartwarming and touching and I the characters were felt very real and mm-hmm. I thought it was just really well written and done that it's just a movie that I'm like yeah people should watch this movie yeah it was really good um, but for you it didn't I wasn't sure if it would end up on your list no it didn't and mainly because it broke me in half yes. and destroyed everything inside of me john had um, a strong emotional reaction to this movie yeah well i mean as you said he's a widower and his wife turns out to be like the english teacher that cared very much about her <laughs> underrepresented students and like just had so many ridiculous like parallels to you that it was very hard to disassociate from yes. um i mean add on top of that the the extra suicide parts of it all and the fact that you're basically watching america's granddad try to kill himself for two hours it's like yeah it's super heavy and not like something i want to revisit ever again understood understood <laughs> um but yeah i thought it objectively it is a good mm-hmm. good movie and i guess it is it's not feel good i would say i would go as far as say it's heartwarming heartwarming yeah you're um right. Because there is, you know, the turnaround of the cantankerous old loner guy and mm-hmm. finds community in, in everything. And there is there is some funny in it, but no, I couldn't. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> don't make me revisit it. Understood, understood. Uh, but it was, yeah, I just I yeah. think they, they did justice to um, yeah. the book. And that's a pretty lasting impression, too. I believe it was released early january of this year so you know to have that staying power throughout the entire year like there's a lot of recency bias sometimes on lists like these Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah kudos for for keeping that alive yeah (laughs) (laughs) and thanks for making me relive it so that's that's great yeah i know that was gonna bring up some 
harsh feelings for you. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, number four. Number four for me is one of my favorite directors. I think I can unequivocally say that now. Oh. Because the three films that I've seen from this director are all phenomenal. I thought this was going to be higher on your list. And this is no different. <laughs> It, eh. <laughs> oh, we'll keep it, going. Say what the movie I mean, is. It first. could be three. It could go as high as three. Okay. I think. I, I. It would not be one or two. Okay. Uh, but the movie is Poor Things by Yorgos Lanthimos, starring mm-hmm. Emma Stone, uh, Willem Dafoe, and a, in my opinion, absolutely wonderful heel turn from Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. <laughs> he is not the No, I wouldn't say chummy... I wouldn't say it was like I've heard rumors that he's going to be nominated for supporting actor. I don't think he was that good. I don't think he was that good, but I won't but be different. at all mad if yeah. he is because the man's awesome. No. I'll, I'll only be mad it depends on who <laughs> who he beats out. Yes, or if yeah. who isn't nominated that sure. should be over him. Um yeah, so this is if you haven't heard of this film, it's by Yorgos Lanthimos, who did The Favorite mm-hmm. from a few years ago with Emma Stone and the Olivia Coleman. Uh, he also did The Lobster with Rachel Weiss and Colin, Colin Farrell. Fer- Colin Farrell. 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 <laughs> yes, the yeah, Irish Farrell. one. Yes. Yes. Um, he has interesting this dude is techniques weird. very There's weird a lot of fisheye lenses a lot of low angles yeah. a lot of odd playing with blocking in his scenes he's just a incredibly confident filmmaker yes that's a good way to put it and this film i think is even more so than any of his others the set design the awesome. cinematography, the colors are all just impeccable in this film. And the story is interesting. It's not one, I think, you know, you're saying you're big on originality. I don't think it's one that I can really think of playing with tropes like this. No, it's super. Yeah. It, uh, it makes me think of when my one coworker saw the engagement ring you got me and she said you just do you mancini don't you yeah and that's what i think about that's what your ghost does he just he just does him he does and it's like he doesn't even care yeah people don't get it but at the same time he's not like to me i don't get the feeling of um uh like what's the word i'm looking for like oh you don't get this like you should totally get there's this. no pretension yeah that's the word Thank in you. his films it's, yeah he's just sort of like this is my weird movie mm-hmm. take with it what you will mm-hmm. not oh here's my very artsy film that all of these things represent like mother right okay like that movie was, was whatever it made you like oh if you don't get it there's something wrong with you sort of thing yeah although Where, after it was, it was explained to me it is pretty heavy-handed yeah it's like come on where this, I mean, there aren't many people that I would recommend this movie to. No, it's, like, you it's know, a not-for-everybody no. type movie. I mean, like, my, you know, f- my parents, no. I, my dad might like it, but eh, maybe not. He probably yeah. falls during it. Um, yeah. But it's not a movie that I would say to my coworkers, like, oh, you should go see this movie. Or, yeah, no. But at the same time. It's not time, a take the whole family on a no, weekend. No, no, no. But at the same time, it was really well done. And, and that's the thing. Like, you can go to his movies and be like, no, I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's cool. It's it's very yeah. similar to everything ever all at once, in my opinion. Like that, I mean, not the movie itself. Just yeah, the, yeah, yeah. 
this is super weird. It's a wavelength. Yeah. This is very odd and strange. Mm-hmm. There is stuff being said. Yes. He's not just strange for the sake of being strange. No, no, definitely not. There it's is a lot. Access- like, it is still accessible to get mm-hmm. his message. It's just done so in a very strange way. Yes. That might not be for everyone. Right. And there are, there are shocking bits mm-hmm. in this film, but it's not... They're not there to shock you. No. It's just things that happen. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't linger on them he doesn't like glorify them there's nothing really random in the movie no like all of the things make sense Mm -hmm. they're just strange yes but they're not just like a random cutaway to something else right they're strange but they're um grounded within the reality that he's creating exactly it makes sense in the world that he's made yeah it's not completely just coming out of nowhere type of thing like oh. the line, um, I believe it was something like, that didn't happen to the chicken dog yeah, or something. Just, and it's like, it's just, so weird. Just like glazing over the fact. But but it's also very character like revealing. But Yeah, then that's a good point. And that there's a half chicken, half dog character. Mm-hmm. and it But it makes sense for the movie. Right. So it's, I mean, it, it seems odd yeah. that you would you know have a half chicken half dog yeah but it makes sense it's not this random sidekick character that just shows up yeah much like the lobster he creates a world very quickly that has rules and he sticks to those rules yeah and it's just like i said he's confident he knows what he wants to make and he He makes it (laughs) and he finds actors that will give him the best version Mm -hmm. of it too and i think that is you know achievement as well yeah i i I agree i love this movie like i said it could be number three it could be number four yeah so this movie was my number three okay it was it it flirted up there even higher for me yeah i um i i mean i went into the movie with the expectation of this guy does weird stuff Mm -hmm. and i have like his past movies but he could cross the line of being too weird and i could not like this movie at all Mm -hmm. uh but i was very pleasantly surprised how much i did like it um, actually. So yeah, that was my number three. My number nice. four. I'm curious what this is going to be because I feel like <sighs> there are there are three films that I feel like should be on your top ten. Okay. But you have not well, maybe, said them Maybe yet. there's a film that I forgot should be on my top <laughs> ten. <laughs> and I'll have to, to, to redo this again. Number four for me. I think it's one of those movies that okay. you think. You Hurt My Feelings. Yep. Okay. It's my number four. Okay. Um. So this was not a very well, like, talked about movie this no. was uh julia louise dreyfus and i forget the dude's name i, I yeah, yeah he's a he's, he's not a, very well known he's no but he's a great actor yeah. and the general storyline is uh, she is a writer and she uh kind of has a hiatus for a little bit and she puts out a new book and her husband says like oh it's great but then she overhears a conversation with a friend and he says that he doesn't like the book and it doesn't seem like that would be much basis for a movie, um, but it is. Yeah. And it's her reaction to the fact that her husband doesn't like her work and you're, I mean, maybe being married myself and like seeing, I related to some of the things that like you go through in a relationship about when are you truthful and when, you know. Like, when am I asking of, for feedback? Yeah. When and you when show am me, I asking for you to exactly. tell me this is good? Every time Sean shows me a design and is like, what do you think of this? I usually say, 
well, am I like really telling you what I think about this <laughs> or is it just, does it look okay? Creatives know. It's <laughs> yeah. a, it's a dance. Yeah. Um, so that, that element of truth in a relationship and just the tension that it created, but like their love still being there for each other. It, I love movies where the premise seems so simple and it might sound like that's going to be a boring movie because how are you going to write two hours of stuff around a couple that disagrees on one thing? Yeah. <laughs> and um, like that literally is the entire plot. It is. The entirety of the film. Yeah. yeah. And so it sounds like, wow, that sounds really boring and I don't want to see it. Uh, but just the characters were so well written and it was kind of touching as well like when um when she reveals all the earrings that he bought for her it was hilarious and yeah. kind of heartwarming like all at the same time it's so believable yeah. and it's so real and grounded and simple real that's what it is and it's human it's real like yeah. it was a relationship that just felt very real and um, I mean, maybe other people could watch it and feel differently. Maybe maybe it's because I saw a lot of similarities in, like, our relationship, like, yep. you know, with those things. Um, just, like, good communicating. And it wasn't the regular, like, oh, we're having trouble in our marriage right now. Because right. It, it was a simple thing to mm -hmm. other people. But to a woman who, like, this is her work and her husband not liking it yeah it was a big thing yep um but i just thought it was really well done and i'm i feel sad that it was uh seemed to be overlooked i don't know if it was the timing of the release of it or yeah I'm it just really wasn't sure. marketed very no at all really to mm -hmm. be honest uh before i forget tobias menzies is the actor's name oh, okay. he was in casino royale a uh, couple of the underworlds, it looks like. Oh, he was okay. on Game of Thrones. Oh, he um, was. I also want to uh, highlight Michaela Watkins, who plays oh, Julia Louis Dreyfus' mm -hmm. uh, sister. Yeah. <laughs> and she's fantastic. She's mm -hmm. phenomenal. She's so funny and dry, but she can also really hit the the emotional beats mm -hmm. of things um i think she's a, a great actress who's like really underutilized in hollywood sadly um yeah so uh, this film for a very very long time was my number one and it and now I, it's not even in your 10 i didn't say that oh um it's my number two. Oh, <laughs> okay um yeah, I this this movie just was was everything it, it, without being really anything. And yeah, that's it's kind of funny because it's Julia Dreyfus, the you know her. Yep. <laughs> JLD. JLD, you know JLD. Um, like being in Seinfeld, which was like a show about nothing. Yeah. And how they just took the comedic route, and this movie was kind of about nothing. Right. Well, to other people, it seems like it's mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah. But to this this couple and their relationship yeah um and i love i love the title of this film yeah. like it's just so perfect it's just yeah like, it really is like oh you said that it hurt my feelings because that phrase in it on its own could be like so petty yep like oh he said my shoes were ugly he hurt my feelings you mm -hmm. know and somebody will be like oh just sticks and stones you know that sort of thing yeah but to her it was you know much more yeah and i um yeah i 
I loved this movie. I would, it, I would recommend it to it's people. It's phenomenal. If, it really it, is. And I did recently. And um, Josh from Comedy Sports mm-hmm. watched it. And he and his significant other both uh, texted me or messaged me mm-hmm. and said, thank you so much for recommending yeah. this. Because if you enjoy movies that are small and that mm-hmm. are low stakes, but play them so humanly yeah, and, just and beautifully mm-hmm. and just really really concentrate on characters and mm-hmm. writing like this is the film for you yeah because and even like the i feel like there were maybe only like four different locations it like wasn't so much of this yeah. was in their apartment yeah there's a lot in their apartment there's a in the, like an office space yeah. type thing and just kind of on the streets a lot yeah and that's that's pretty much it yeah i i films like this don't get talked about enough and mm-hmm. for me this like I said, I, I made the uh, best films of the year mm-hmm. list, and this is number one with a bullet. Wow, I don't even have this movie on your list. Really? I thought I liked it way more than you oh, did. Oh, no, no. This oh, this wow. is a perfect film for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't have this on your list at no, all. No, it is, it is, it's 100% the best film I've saw this year. Oh, wow. But it's not my number one because I'm me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all good. Now I'm like rethinking my list as I, well, it's like as I'm talking about these movies now, I'm like remembering all the feelings and I'm like, ah, shoot, maybe holdovers should have been higher up on the list (laughs) and maybe this one should have been and that one should have been moved down. Yeah. It's it's hard to rank them. It really is because they're so hard. Like, how do you compare you hurt my feelings to poor things? Like, right. It's just really tough, which, um, I don't know if I said poor things is my number three. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, did I skip your four? No, Poor Things was your four. Poor Things was my four, okay, so gotcha. we're on my number three now. Yes, your number three is? Which is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. Nice. This movie ruled mm-hmm. so hard. Yeah. I cannot remember seeing a movie besides my number one where I'm literally smiling beginning to end mm-hmm. except for the first time I saw it I was a little bit jet lagged and very tired from travel so I fell yes. asleep for like five minutes <laughs> yes. but I went and immediately saw it again mm-hmm. within two days because I needed to see what I missed and I needed to see everything I didn't miss again mm-hmm. this film was a joy yes. and it was a triumph because D&D is a well-known property it's you know ever since i would say stranger things it's been on the up sure it's no longer talked about in hushed tones where it's like oh you play dnd yeah. i play dnd too we should play dnd <laughs> no it's like yeah i'm going to my dnd group or the this like weekend. Um, i'm super heathen, excited the heathenism oh yeah the satanic panic yeah, is yeah. is gone and that stigma i think has washed off of it but there are so many ways this movie could have gone. You know, mm-hmm. do you break the fourth wall and do you um, do you highlight the players that are playing the characters, or do you set it within a world? You know, that is the D and D universe and mm-hmm. things like that. And then on top of that, what kind of story do you tell? Do you use characters that are well known from modules and everything like this? So this had everything mm-hmm. stacked up against it and it delivered a film that was even if you take the D yeah, stuff away from it it's what, an amazing action adventure yeah. comedy i mean i you know sort of, well i guess it's not recent anymore it's been like three years now that we've been playing D, mm-hmm. um that i mean i would still consider myself a pretty like amateur player though sure um that i'm curious if i had seen this without D knowledge mm-hmm 
I think I still would have enjoyed it. I don't see how you wouldn't, uh, honestly. But because... I definitely got more out of it yeah. with, you know, catching things yeah. that, you know, are unique to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, this was my number two. Nice. That I, again, it was like, you know, that's where my, I went with mostly enjoyability. Yeah. There's because like just... objectively, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was overly silly at times and but it was all fan it was all fantastical and it was yeah. just really fun and very funny i yeah. don't think i've last i've laughed that hard no. like i think that's the movie i laughed at the most um in this list one or two he's throwing potatoes <laughs> yes <laughs> jonathan <laughs> yeah. it's, i was just thinking about the other day a line from it and i just literally started laughing to myself yeah. with nobody around i want to i already want to watch it again yeah, yeah. Let, we'll throw it on right now yes. it's uh it's so much fun and it is it's made with it's not necessarily like a wink to the players, but it is made by people that have an affinity and a love for the lore and the the, mm-hmm. the world, the characters, and the way that D and D like can be yeah. played. Because it's not making fun of them. No, never. It's just a adventure story yep. that is set in the world of D and D. Yeah. So it's not satirical or yeah. anything like that. It's just nope. It was just fun. And Chris Pine crushes it yeah <laughs> um and um what's his name Roger john something the guy from bridgerton that everybody oh page he... Roger john page uh-huh. um plays zank who is this paladin that paladin, is yeah. just phenomenally <laughs> hilarious i'm just giggling thinking of all the different things right I'm remembering oh is he gonna movie. is he gonna step around the rock <laughs> nope just, nope go, go straight go right over <laughs> Michelle I mean, Rodriguez is great in this, yeah. and I'm not a huge Michelle Rodriguez fan. Me neither. But, um, but she works so well in the barbarian, you know, kind of her character. The yeah. Holga is mm-hmm. so good, and yeah, just so many. It was also just kind of smart. Like there were, there was comedy that was kind of like easy. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of it was still pretty well written. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like slapsticky. Absolutely. Uh, which yeah, no, I I loved it. Um, yeah. When I said that was my number two. Uh, so what did you have as your number two then? So my number two, as I said, was um, you hurt you my, my feelings. feelings yeah. Two. So we just flip flopped two and three. It looks like, right? Yes. Yeah. So does that bring us then yes. all the way up? Which? Which? Okay. I know. So, I can say your number one, and you can say my number one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be very surprised if it's not the one that I'm thinking now. Oh. Because Did I miss a movie altogether? No, it's either that or you, for some reason, soured on this film completely. Oh boy! But... Okay, well, your number one is Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and your number one is Barbie. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, phew. I thought I was. <laughs> I thought I was missing a movie. Yeah, no. Now, there there is one that I thought um, could have been in your top ten, but it was interesting. But yeah, yeah, it was. I mean. Again, if I, as I talked about some of these other movies just now, I'm like, oh, maybe it shouldn't have been so high. Maybe I should have put some other ones up there. Um, but I can't deny the sensation that was Barbie this yeah. year. No, you can't. So it's like, if you're going to talk about the year 2023 and things in it, it mm-hmm. was like Barbie. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was incredibly enjoyable. It was, I mean, if, if you had said to me a year ago, okay, next year, in the top five movies, yeah, one of them is going to be about Barbie and one of them is going to be about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I would have been like, that's funny. Yeah. 
no way because yeah, i was so not weird. i was not really a barbie person i mean i had a barbie and but it was like my sister's like hand me down i was yeah. never was one. it a weird barbie um yeah exactly yeah yeah i did i mean i braided her everyone hair had and, a weird barbie yeah. that you played with just a little too hard yeah. Um, like it was never, I never asked for Barbie stuff. I, yeah, no, like, you don't I'd, strike me as a Barbie girl. No, I mean, I had other, in like, a Barbie world. plushes and dolls and things it's like fantastic. that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Made of plastic. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so I didn't even want to see this movie when I saw it. I was like, Barbie, yeah. this is going to be so stupid and so dumb. Mm-hmm. And it was so stupid and it was so dumb. But it was also <laughs> so smart yes. and so... <laughs> like real and had weight it it just said it said so much and so little at the same time yeah no it really like did a 10 year old could go see this movie and just enjoy it for all of its silliness and goofiness and many of them did yes. we went to theaters multiple times i saw it twice you saw it twice too, i believe right? so yeah, yeah yeah and each time there were you know people from 60 70 to mm-hmm. 12 maybe even yeah. eight yeah i don't know i'm not good with kids ages. <laughs> 243 months i don't know, I don't yeah. know. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah for me i was i don't know it, maybe it should have been higher on my list but like i look at it and personally i just have higher feelings for the ones above it mm-hmm. but the the moment i knew that this movie was going to be something i was interested in is when i saw the trailer without knowing what it was mm-hmm. like i just heard the um 2001 a space odyssey you know bong, oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then i looked up and it was a barbie doll and i was like oh wait is this what this movie is gonna be uh-huh. and then i watched it because i couldn't not watch it i couldn't take my eyes off of it yes and i was like if this is where it's starting, <laughs> yeah. just as a trailer, and I wasn't sure if it was even going to be in the movie, if mm-hmm. it was footage from the movie, or they just like shot a specific trailer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it was just like, if this is what it is, mm-hmm. I'm totally <laughs> I down, am for, down this. for it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Greta Gerwig just, just crushed it. Yeah. I mean, I loved how much they like made fun of themselves as a company and like even recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, like, wait, all of you in charge are men for this toy that is targeted yeah. towards young girls. Yeah. Um, like Will Far- Farrell's character um, and all that. I think they did a good job of admitting their past, like, oversights and, yeah. you know, things like that. And it was just funny. And it said a lot about lots of things. That's I mean, as, a, like, adults can go see it and look at it for its social commentary. Mm-hmm. But also, you could ignore that and just enjoy yeah. it for what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's got some of the dumbest lines in film this year. Yes, and it's got probably the best written line in film this year. I would think the um, thing about uh, how hard it is to be a woman. No, mothers thing. stand still so that their daughters oh. can look back and see how far they've walked. Oh my or god, like that, that that wrecked me. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, I thought you meant the one. When Margot Robbie goes off about like how difficult it is to be a woman. Oh, like you mean um, or not America for America for yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that that was a great speech, but that that one almost bordered on being too much. Agreed. And I think the the um, I want to call her Estelle. Uh, uh, her mm-hmm. name is oh, I forget her name too. Yeah. Um, Rita Perlman. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Hey, I came up with an actor's name before Sean did. <laughs> well Mark done. Mark this one down. Well done. <laughs> Um, 
I thought her character was, was great. And yeah, that line was just like, oh. even I just went. <gasps> yeah, that, I, I totally forgot about that. That was, yeah, I had a guttural reaction to yeah. that as well. Yeah. yeah, it made me cry too. It was, it was just a really fun movie yeah. and it managed to say a lot. And if I think about the, if I think to the three that I used last year, like enjoyability, accessibility, and mm-hmm. importance. Oh, yeah. Like anybody can get anything from this movie. Yeah. Um, and Full I would marks. even say in an objective manner, even with its silliness, like yeah. comedy is hard to remain objective on. Yeah, it's impossible. Because I know there are people that saw this movie and thought it was the stupidest thing they'd ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and and that's okay. There's but. always going to be a backlash against popular things, whether or not that's a conscious thing or a subconscious bias against you know what's good or mm-hmm. for certain people a subconscious bias against women's empowerment uh, yeah, messaging true. but it was and it, you and can't it, deny it i mean it's a billion dollar movie well that's i mean you i kind of put it up closer to my list too for the important aspect of yeah. like people are talking about how barbie and oppenheimer like saved the movies mm-hmm. that you yeah. know that we were back to pre-pandemic levels yep. of people attending movies so i couldn't really deny that you know either right uh that was you know important well and then the writers and actors struck because the the producers guild kind of you know screwed them all over but um so but but the success of barbie kind of helped propel a little bit yeah so yeah uh that's yeah for all those reasons like that's why it ended up as my as my number yeah. one, yeah. and it's still so shocking and surprising to me that this list, yeah, is is what it is. No, it's um, it's crazy. Do you have any movies that you are surprised when were not on my list? I have one for you that I was surprised it wasn't there. For me, it was uh, somewhere in Queens. Yeah, I was looking back on it, and it was, I really did enjoy it. Yeah, I thought you loved. I did it. love it. But as I just kind of looked back on it and thought similar about to it, why the holdovers kind of yeah, moved down like your it list. Was, it was really cool. It was a geeky cameo at the end that I really liked. But, yeah. Um, but oh, I mean, right. <laughs> that was the most hipster thing. Oh, that there is ever... a, the end of the movie has a slam poet performing. And I went, oh my God, that's Marshall Jones. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one of maybe five people, not outside of his family that knew his name. Uh, and I was really, and then texted my language art teacher friends right after. Oh my God, I just saw a movie with Marshall Jones in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I did. I did really like that movie. Yeah. And it did flirt at the bottom of my list. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it was, you know, yeah. it was good. Yeah. And it, it was what it was. Okay. Um, I'm surprised Past Lives was not on your list. I I thought you like you liked that movie way more than I did. I did, and I thought like I thought you loved it. No, not quite. Oh, okay, then no. I I when I made the best films of the year, I think that I put that at like two or three because I think it is objectively like a beautiful, like a mm-hmm. really really well done film, um, but personally i just i don't know i i liked it a lot and i i think it was one of the better written films of the year but for me it didn't reach the level of being a top 
movie okay from my list yeah i'm sorry can i talk about my number one or oh, are you I'm just sorry. trying to move on oh no 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 I and forgot. not have me rant for i'm sorry eight and a half minutes um, about i think maybe i think maybe i'll set a timer for you no i forgot because we already started talking about it when it was on my eight yeah uh but i'm sorry you can have 90 seconds no to talk about no, we just talked about barbie for like 10 minutes <laughs> you because it okay yeah <laughs> Go on, John. Why was this Ninja Turtles movie the best movie for you of 2023? Because it just fills my heart. <laughs> <The joy. laughs> like, it's literally like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I love them. They are my thing. Mm-hmm. Since the cartoon you know, came out and I'm sitting there Saturday mornings eating cereal, watching Ninja Turtles doing karate kicks with paper towel rolls Mm -hmm. like turtles is my thing and it's had some really great stuff in the you know in my lifetime it's had the cartoon it's the 90s movies the first two are phenomenal Mm -hmm. i would put secret of the ooze is my one Mm -hmm. or two favorite favorite film of all time uh the third one not so great real real not great but secret of the ooze the second one Mm -hmm. okay what's the first one called just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, that's one that I saw. Um, that we watched. A and lot that that is a really, really well made movie. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the Secret of the Ooze is a better kids movie, but the first one is a better movie overall. Oh, okay. It's like darker. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Matches, yeah, no, I, that's the one that I used to watch all the time. Yeah, it matches mm-hmm. the comics really well. Um, then we had multiple cartoon iterations, some of which I watched, like the one in two thousand three, I think, that was on Fox. It was pretty good. It um, mirrored skewed more towards the comic storylines which was interesting so they mm-hmm. they um kill shredder quotes kill shredder in the first episode and, like that's how the the comic is um and then there's another uh cartoon i thought looked really ugly so i didn't really watch it there's the michael bay movies which are a disappointment on many 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 levels (laughs) well the first one is very very much about april and because it's michael bay produced it was about megan fox and that's just not like i i like april as a character but the movie should not be about her and Mm -hmm. also i think say what you will about the, the character design in those um, I thought they were cool. I thought they were way too big. Okay. I don't know if you can be a ninja if you weigh 400 pounds and are <laughs> eight and a half feet tall. It's just not. Not very sneaky. No. No, you can't. Uh, so I hear that Seth Rogen's going to produce a, a Ninja Turtles movie. And okay. I'm like, okay, is it going to be live action? No, it's animated interesting very <laughs> interesting choice very interested and i try to not see as much as possible mm-hmm. but what i did the first couple things that came out was just a list of names and characters mm-hmm. and the characters were deep cuts from the from the comics from the archie comics even and okay. from the cartoons and i'm like ooh Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. This is, you know, obviously Seth Rogen loves the franchise as well. And and so there's going to be more to this mm-hmm. than just Ninja Turtles is popular. We need to make a lot of money. And then 
the trailer comes out and I plug my ears and I close my eyes for mm-hmm. all of it. But what I do here, I'm like, this sounds interesting because <laughs> interesting. it doesn't sound like the turtles have ever sounded before. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. So finally we see it. And the opening scene is nothing to do with the turtles. It's, you know, dark. And I'm like, it kind of getting used to the, the, visuals the animation style and i was like i don't know and then the turtles show up and i am just a (laughs) hundred percent at ease i am smiling they are interacting like brothers they sound and behave like teenagers for the first time in pretty much any iteration of Uh them they have the dynamics down that i like I'm not the kind of guy that's like, oh, you're ruining my childhood because Raphael's the leader in this cartoon and Leonardo's the leader all the time, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can tell very interesting stories changing the dynamics of the group. That's Mm -hmm. fine. But this one was very true to what hits me right in the nostalgia button. Okay. And just kept slamming that button. They They were definitely four very clear characters. They were. Like, they weren't just... A group. Yeah, like, and it wasn't just the same voice amongst mm-hmm. them all. No. They had very different voices and different levels of maturity even. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which was really interesting. Which, yeah, added to some, some humor. And, and, and yeah. like almost each one of them kind of went through some changes Yeah, uh, through the movie. Yeah. And well. then there is a sequence in the film where they... <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> they take down four or five different, like gang leader type people that might mm-hmm. have information that they're trying to and it is set to no diggity by black street yeah. <laughs> and i'm not kidding when i say this is one of my favorite film sequences in history <laughs> in of cinema. history wow i literally wanted to jump out of my seat and just scream <laughs> f yeah because this was everything i've ever wanted to see from the ninja turtles as an adult like mm-hmm. made by people who have the same sensibilities as me and have this like immensely talented artist, you know, collab, like working with them mm-hmm. to bring it on screen. It's animated. It is fun. It is funny. And it, that sequence was just like, it was hard to take is, your eyes away from it. This is just the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And it, it nothing quite topped that, but there were, there was a, uh, a speech towards the end that Leonardo gives that is reincorporating everything that his brothers are about. And it moved me. Like I almost, I choked up and like almost cried. I'm like on the verge thinking about it now. It was just absolutely everything that I've ever wanted to see from a turtles film. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And it wasn't just a, Oh, shredders taking over the world and blah, blah, blah kind of story. It was an interesting story. It was very in- and like relevant. Yeah. And it was about, you know, are people that are like you, like you, mm-hmm. you know, um, like these mutants were born of circumstances, but that doesn't mean they're all the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, April is incredible. She's April hilarious. Really cool. A.O. Atterbury has had a phenomenal year. Mm-hmm in all the roles that she's in um yeah i just i mean i could go on and on like scene by scene and tell you why i loved every aspect shredder was hilarious jackie mm-hmm. chan and shredder was a brilliant choice yeah it was, i was just so happy for you that, that's i i immediately when we left the theater i texted uh my best friend chris and i said 
I just saw the Ninja Turtles and my heart is full. Yeah. And he texted back, I am so happy for you. Yeah, dude. I know. And like, I, I know exactly what he meant for by that and mm-hmm. like how happy he was to read it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, this is just, it. it is, it, it was perfect. Yeah. I was perfect. I was like dreading that it was going to be bad for you. And is that the one that we came out of and you were like, I didn't like it. I loved it. I said, yeah, I said, um, I give it a three or four. And you're like, what? Oh, that's it. And I was like, I give it a three or four. And you say, out of 10. And I said, more times than I'm going to go see this in theaters. And I did. I saw it three times in theaters. And I own the 4K Blu-ray and like everything. And yeah, no, uh, I only wish that I could go back and watch it again for the first first time. time, Yep. (laughs) Like, it's that strong. It was really, I mean, I, uh, I... thought it was a fantastic movie and i'm I'm so happy it made your list like it was so much fun it's yeah did you not oh so should we now look at yeah the list yeah let's do that I'm i think sorry I madams thank you for bearing with me yeah. through that but i think i crushed your list yeah probably you i did. think i got nine out of ten i think you tried to send me in the wrong directions when you're like i think my list is gonna surprise you it's really gonna well it is surprise you and blah 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 i wasn't trying to win uh, let's see. You th- okay? You got the holdovers, yeah. Barbie. You hurt my feelings. Summer. Oh yeah, Summer in Queens was not on my list. Yeah, I thought I was Boys in the be... Boat was not on my list. She came to me was definitely not on my list. That movie was weird. I thought you loved that movie for weird. some reason. I don't know. Polite Society was you kept in a... talking about how surprising your list was going to be, so I reached for a couple. Oh, I'm it sorry. was it wasn't really that surprising, oh, to be honest. Okay, I thought moving on. Was Besides surprising. moving on, that's ridiculous. I but, thought okay. I thought Wonka would be surprising, and my called Aldo. I thought would also be. So, um, I wanted no. Didn't I put Otto on there? Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah, but I thought that would be surprising. I yeah. didn't think you would think about that one. Uh, yeah, I got nine out of your ten, didn't I? Yeah, only because Wonka changed at the last minute. Yes. <laughs> um, now, uh, do we want to quick talk about uh, some of our biggest surprises and biggest disappointments? Uh, yeah. This? I think we've kind of gone over a couple of the surprises. Yeah. For me, Wonka for sure Wonka was... and Barbie for me were extremely surprising yeah. that they were that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. The biggest disappointment for me this year was Spider-Man. Mm. Spider-Man was a very big disappointment for me People are talking me, about it. Well. Like it was really good, and it's going to be like nominated. I I didn't get it at all. It was, I mean, it was a second movie, apparently. I didn't, or it was going to be a two-part movie. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. So it was left completely unresolved. Yeah. And just not nearly as good as the first one. And people are talking about how much they loved it, and I thought it was extremely disappointing. Uh, what about you? Disappointments. Um, I think, sadly, I have to go with Flora and Son. Yeah. Um, which uh, is by the director of Sing Street once. Mm. And, you know, I, Sing Street is one of our favorite Phenomenal. Yeah. It's, yeah, definitely a top tenner for me all time. And,. I just did not care for Flora and Son at all, mm. especially any scene that involved uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I thought his character was really kind of awful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just, it really, 
really missed for me yeah on i didn't every dislike level. it as much as you did yeah uh, no i know but it was you know it was disappointing but for me yeah. not as much as um now a lot of maybe uh, movie buffs that are listening are probably gonna go where's oppenheimer and where is killers of the flower moon yeah to which i would say listen to our episode on killers of the flower moon yeah and we'll tell you why that's not on our list mm-hmm. and to me oppenheimer yeah it was good Oppenheimer was a great movie, yeah. but personally, like subjectively, it was way too long. I'm just yeah, Ugh. it was a little long, way a little too long. long. Um, but yeah, subjectively, it just doesn't hit it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did put that on my best of the year oh. because I do think it is. It was. Great. I mean, it's a very well done film. Yeah, but just it wasn't... for for funsies, um, you hurt my feelings was number one on my best. Uh, actually, I don't think I ranked these because oh, okay. it's a little too hard. But um, you hurt my feelings. Poor things, past lives, Barbie, holdovers, Oppenheimer, um, shortcomings, dream scenario, a good person, and Master Gardener were my best films. Interesting. Of the year. Yeah. Um, the more I think about it, a good person is a really good film. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was good. I just I wanted it to be better. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I see. Um, any other surprises for you? That, so things that were surprisingly good. Yeah, I don't or, like oh, to talk too many negative things about. Oh, about the things that were bad. Yeah. Um. Although I will say that. Um. I think. Uh, uh, what was it? I just had it. Um. I would have to say, sadly, next goal wins was a bit of a yeah, disappointment. Yeah, it was as a bit well. of a disappointment. It just wasn't. It didn't reach the heights of like joy that uh, Taika usually yeah, does. does. Um, oh, a uh, quiz lady and theater camp were very surprising and are very actually surprising. on my honorable mentions. They are. Do you want to just hop into those as well? <laughs> yeah. Because um, one, if not both of them, made mine as yeah, well. Besides, quiz lady did. Um, yeah. I had a couple of honorable mentions that were already mentioned on your list, so I'll yeah. go over those. But okay, theater camp and quiz lady um, somewhere in Queens were my honorable mentions. Oh, you only picked three? Oh, I only picked three, yeah. Oh, I picked five. Oh, okay, go ahead. I had... Uh, oh, well, I had shortcomings. Oh, I had A uh, Man Called Otto. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere in Queens for me. Uh, Quiz Lady as well. And then two that we haven't talked about yet. One that you haven't seen is Talk to Me. Oh, yes. The horror film from A24 about a hand um, that allows people to commune with the dead. Um, I This is the one where I was like, I honestly can't remember... I, I was I gave it a ten, but I can't remember why, and I can't remember like <laughs> feeling a way about it. Which I was? know I don't know. No, that's I can't remember feeling a way. No, what movie are you talking about? Talk to me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I just I I know it was great, and I know that coming out of it, I was like, wow, that was a really well made horror movie, but looking back, I can't remember anything, and because of that, I I just couldn't put it at ten. Yeah. Like. It was it was going to be originally leave the world behind at eight and then talk to me at ten. Oh okay. Um, but Wonka just got stuck in my I know, head. Wonka was good. And then um, the other one, and this is a this is a very me one. It's uh, Aporia, 
which is a, oh, that we just a Hulu. Yeah. Um, it's on streaming on Hulu. And I'm just, I, I like it because I'm super into like fate and destiny mm-hmm. and things like that. But essentially, um, it's a uh, starring role for Judy Greer, which mm-hmm. I'm all for. I love her. Uh, because usually she just plays like the quirky friend or like a neighbor yeah. or something. Um, but she's really good in this and shows a lot of range. Uh, essentially her husband is killed in a drunk driving accident and a friend of theirs has a machine that can with coordinates and uh, exact time kill a person in the past and so I'll just leave it at that yeah, I mean you can like, you can yeah. see where it would like unravel but for me I, I really like films that deal with that kind of um, question and like ethics in that sense uh and as well as destiny and things like the butterfly effect even though i don't love that movie uh but Mm -hmm. more so like minority report yes right uh the sci-fi uh concept and conceit on top of this philosophical ethical you know debate Mm -hmm. would you kill hitler etc um so yeah that that for me was was definitely almost in my top 10 it was good it wasn't close to my top 10 no i didn't think it would be but it was good. <laughs> um i'm just glad may december wasn't on your list because we would have no although, although it would have made for an interesting podcast because i would have been very angry at you yeah and i don't understand why that movie is going to be nominated for things the only other film i want to call out and this is we can kind of gripe for a minute about the oscars system and the american film distribution system mm-hmm. is that the one of i'm gonna say the best film that i saw this year and you disagree is after sun but it was not released this year mm-hmm. and so it's it was not, in last year last right year. but it was yeah. not on our list last year because oh it yeah, was yeah. not out yet mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. but it is a 2022 <laughs> film mm-hmm. and so it can't be on this list but it also wasn't on that list and so but yeah, mm-hmm. after Sun, we have a whole episode where we argue about how yes. good it is. Um, <laughs> I I found it incredible, and yeah, it would have been probably number two. Oh wow, we would have maybe would have num- argued more about that if we had put it in this year. Maybe number three because you hurt my feelings was mm-hmm. just so yeah. good. Um, and we there are there are a couple of movies that are going to be part of this year's Oscars that have not been released yet that we want to see and could alter this list altogether. True. If we, we've got uh, American fiction Mm -hmm. zone of interest. Yeah. And what was the third one? All of us strangers. That's right. Which I think I'm going to like a lot more than you. Probably. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not like super excited about that one. Yeah. Um, can, I mean, we, we don't like to be negative, right? Right. But, um, not prompted. On the count of three, let's say what the worst movie of 2023 was that we saw. Let's see if we say the same movie. Uh, Well, uh, we'll see. We'll just we'll just so we'll see what happens. If you're saying the worst, the worst movie, I I think I agree with the film that you're gonna say. Okay, but I think the worst, the worst movie is different. Objectively, objectively worst. worst. Yeah, like bad writing. Just okay. Okay. On the count of three. All right. One, One two, two, three. three. Hypnotic. Hypnotic. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this movie was really bad. It was. Yeah. yeah. What What were you claiming was another Well, best? if you're going by my ratings in my spreadsheet, 
um, Maestro and oh. and Pale Blue Eye were both worse. Yeah, well, Pale, <laughs> yeah, Pale Blue Eye was a streaming. That wasn't it was, really, like, it was a streaming movie. Yeah, it wasn't it was, great. No, but and Maestro, yeah, wasn't a bad movie. No, in my subjectively, opinion. just it was not I one that I enjoyed. Almost every choice. Yes, that that but film I would made. watch Maestro. Followed by Pale Blue Eye before I would watch Hypnotic again. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Hypnotic was kind of fun in uh, how bad it was. Oh, maybe it was so and bad I, that it was I, funny. I love Ben Affleck, so I would yeah, I, I would watch Ben Affleck. I wanted to like that movie, but oh my god, it yeah, was so so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> so so so, bad. so so bad. Yeah, the non-war parts of Napoleon are up there on that list too. <laughs> oh, of, of really being really bad. <laughs> yeah, just I don't un- yeah. Uh I don't understand what that movie was about. <laughs> um for fun, do we want to just uh we didn't run through our top 5. Oh yeah, each sure. Each of us. Let's um run it back. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. What were your top 5? My number 5 was The Holdovers, 4 was Poor Things. Three was Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Number two was You Hurt My Feelings. And number one with a turtle shell was Teenage (laughs) Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And I had five, A Man Called Otto. Four, You Hurt My Feelings. Three, Poor poor Things. Two, Dungeons and Dragons. And number one was Barbie for me. Uh, So, I mean, our lists were pretty similar to each other this year. Mm -hmm. Not too different. Um. Yeah, some of some of the movies you had on your predictions for me were definitely floating around. Yeah, you influenced me a lot. I'm sorry. That was, that, yeah, that's dirty pool. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to. Well, you did. <laughs> well, <I> did. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I think overall it was weird. We were we were talking in probably September, maybe October, about how hard it was going to be to make this list because we we each, I think, had a very good idea of what our maybe one, two, and maybe three was going to be. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the list was really not filled out no. at all for me until much more recently. Yeah, we saw a lot of, like, good movies. Yeah. But they were just good. Yeah, just And good. they weren't great. Yeah. So it was... Um, I, I could have easily made like a list of 20 of like, you know, numbers 10 or 7 through, you know, 18 would mm-hmm. kind of just all sort of be on the same level. It was, yeah. for me, it was hard to rank them this year. Yeah, that it was, was very hard. <clears throat> like narrowing it down to 10 and then going to rank them yeah. was, uh, was harder. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. And I think after we've got a couple more movies, um you know, to see that might alter my list. We might have to do an edit episode. Oh yeah. That'd be fun. You know, like, and after these conversations, <clears throat> I want to, uh, maybe even change the order of some of my <laughs> lists as I remember some of the, uh, awesome things in some of these movies that we saw. Yeah. Yeah. There's some that, that I wish I could put on, but just, just don't quite get there like the first half of the super mario brothers movie mm-hmm. is an absolute top 10 but i think it just kind of falls apart yeah in the back it was end. it was um hovering at my 12 11 for a bit yeah for me uh but then i couldn't it just didn't it just yeah. didn't make the list and um yeah 
also bottoms for me oh yeah it so was very close. funny so funny and so different mm-hmm. like you want to talk about confident filmmaking yeah. like that that was uh very like they created a world that was bonkers yes it was. and stayed in it and pushed the envelope throughout the entire runtime which yeah. i just you know i applaud that so. yeah that was a really funny one as well yeah uh yeah this was a tough year uh to come up with um with the whole list so there's our list do you agree with us do you disagree with us are we totally wrong about some of these things are you angry that oppenheimer wasn't on our list or killers of the flower moon or yeah. some of these other movies that uh, everybody is excited about yeah <laughs> like oh no hard feelings that was one that a lot of people are talking about too really yeah like, really like the best as movies. a best of like as, it was like fun. best of 2023 it was yeah. good i saw I, yeah i saw it on a couple of lists. i think there were better raunchy rom-coms out there agreed huh. but, interesting um yeah so we'll have to see um in what the beginning of or in like two weeks probably is where the oscar nominations come out usually usually the middle of january usually but i feel like the timeline has changed each year for the last three years no. that we'll have to Take a look at those. Probably have to watch a couple more movies. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we put in the work. Madams. We do. I mean, it, it's tough work. <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta walk down the basement stairs, and we gotta pull that projector screen down. <laughs> gotta make the popcorn. Actually, anymore we just kind of leave it down. Yes, we don't we really don't. Yes. Pull it down. But since uh, December fifteenth, I've seen one, two. <laughs> Sixteen movies. Yes, we it was it's hard work, you know, but somebody has yeah. to do it. And actually, it's fifteen since the twenty first. Yeah. So that's that's a lot. Yeah. In we, ten days. But the world, the madams have to know. Yeah. What we think are the yeah. best movies. I mean, we do this for you because we love you, and we know yes. that you're out there listening. All Ma- twelve of Mom, you. Mom, Jeff. Yes. Mom and Megan. Jeff. <laughs> Megan. And Chris, yes, I think you know uh, all yeah. those people. And I think one time we got a random viewer in like Denmark or something, didn't we? It was a very interesting, yeah. <laughs> like uh, a pin just somewhere in in Europe. Yes, hello to that one European viewer. Yeah, thanks for listening. Or whichever one of you was on vacation at that time. Oh, there you go. That was probably <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. So I mean, our next episode is definitely going to be looking at the Oscar nominations, seeing what I feel like. I'm going to be angry at some of the... Yeah. Do we want to do a predictions or a recap? Um, I mean, we don't have to... Oh, oh, predictions for what we think. No, yeah, Yeah. we could do... We could split it, maybe. Or a reaction. Well, we'll see. Yeah. see what... Or maybe both. Oh, hey, (laughs) maybe two episodes in the next month. That would be great. (laughs) Uh, Don't hold us to that. (laughs) No, no. We, We released three episodes this year. I think that's a decent... Yeah. We, hey, getting, that's a decent percent. We're getting better. <laughs> right? Is that the what? line from Wish? Oh, I don't know. Huh? I don't know. When uh, uh, This is the thanks I get. I'm pretty sure that's a line oh, in that song. That's a... Oh, yeah. With these, I, granted, I granted 13 wishes, wishes last year. That's pretty... Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we, we digress. We've, we've devolved. Yes. <laughs> this is no longer structured in any way. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, you also, you know, check out some of these movies. Uh, see if you agree with what uh, we've come up with. Uh, 
definitely some of these I think are must-sees. If you haven't seen Barbie at this point, please go see Barbie. Yes. And... And by go see, you mean rent it oh, on your, yeah, your own in-home box. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're getting loopy now. Yeah. It's, it's time, to, time to end this episode. Yep. All right, folks. Uh, so that's going to do it for uh, this episode of Married at, at the, the Movies. movies.